we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? Yeah, what you told us. I don't ever bring you guys around me like Let me tell you something. the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. My name is Eddie Estrada. I'm here with my co-host, Armin. Armin, how are you doing? I'm great, Eddie. How are you? I'm doing good, because tonight we are talking about Real Housewives of New York. And we had a little bit of a separation of the ladies this evening, and we're kind of seeing two sides form, even though there might be a player that is playing both sides as a double agent. But we will get (laughs) into all of that. Um, Armin, how are you feeling about the season so far as a whole? I love it. It's classic Roni. It's giving you comedy. It's giving you poignant moments, especially tonight. Yeah. It's well-rounded, you know? I mean, I'm, I want a little bit more just because, I mean, I feel like every show besides, honestly, like Summer House and Southern Charm are like really lacking on... There's a bit of a mid-season malaise. Yes. Like it's, I'm just kind of like snoozing. And honestly, Vanderpump Rules wasn't that exciting. No. And Vanderpump Rules had its worst season. That's for sure. Beverly Hills is kind of getting to me. I think with Roni, there's maybe a shortcoming on explosive drama. Yeah. But I think there is a lot of like understated, subtle drama, like resentment and little bickering here and there. And obviously the more overt dramas like Bethany and Luann, but because of like certain circumstances... Luann's sobriety being of the utmost importance. Sobriety, in quotes. No, that's debatable. <laughs> um, Bethany doesn't want to push it too far, right? So we're not seeing maybe the same level of explosiveness as we've seen in the past. Like, let's say the Berserkers in season eight, when Bethany pops off and Luann calls her a whore and whatever. Yeah. I agree. It's lacking a little bit on that. But it's giving us everything else. I'm into Roni, BH. Yes, there's definitely a harder malaise there, but there's still some weird ass shit, like with the lie detector test. Well, that will I, I'm be- in on Roni season eleven. I'm okay. In. Okay. I'm I'm still thinking there's something to be desired. Yes, I um, feel you. But let's talk about Bethany and Luann because that's where the episode ended last time, and that's where we started this time. Was their big fight about Bethany leaving early from Luann's? Um, Halloween cabaret performance or Halloween whatever the hell it was where Luann Nurse Lou yeah the funny thing is is like she's so focused on Bethany and Bethany not being there that she completely disregards that the rest of the ladies were there and she didn't even know that all the rest of the ladies were actually at the performance still she only focused on the Bethany which I thought either A you're drunk you were at least tipsy to like kind of be like oh I'm dazed or you're just that self-centered that you are you can't even acknowledge people around you. I also think that Luann has a certain admiration for Bethany because Bethany really is the queen bee of this group. Yeah. Which, of course, becomes a part of this drama, right? But she's the alpha. And I think Luann wants to be in the good graces of the alpha. I think Luann's jealous, honestly. And she wanted to, I think she wanted to show off to Bethany and be like, look at this. Look at everything that I can do. Like, you're not the hot shot anymore. Like, I'm the one with the, like, who has the cabaret show. Although she frames it as, I want you to come celebrate my high moments. Right? Yeah. And it's like, honestly. You've been there for my lows. Come celebrate me at my peak. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean. You're not buying it, though. I- I'm not buying it. I you find, think it's envy. 
I find, yeah, because the way she says, um, like, oh, Madame Bethany, like it's almost like a resentment of her. Right. Because she's jealous that Bethany is this, you know, kind of like untouchable, like, Luann's like, I deserve it. Like, I I've, I have this drama with Dorinda. I've had drama mm-hmm. with the house with Tom, blah, 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 blah. But, like, Madame Bethany needs to get everything she wants. And Bethany's not acting like that. Bethany's not like, oh, Dennis died. Here's my here's my card I'm waving. I'm using this to get this, 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 and this. And she says that to Luann. She's like, we all have our own shit. We all have our own issues. We all have our own lives. No one cares about you. But I think Bethany is a lot more secure in her shit, right? Yeah. Whereas Luann... I still think has this certain admiration for Bethany and wants to sort of seek the approval of the alpha. Although I think you're right in the sense that Luann also sees herself as an alpha. Yeah. Or th- mm-hmm. she perceives herself to be an alpha. Yeah. Being an alpha, not so sure. Not so sure about that, but she definitely sees herself as an alpha. So I think that's where the jealousy could come in. And I think, I think ultimately it's kind of a mix of all these different emotions. She like really loves and respects Bethany. So she wants her approval, but she also is jealous of her and thinks of herself as the top dog. I mean, she, Bethany's not wrong when she tells Luann like repeatedly, like I is your favorite word. And Luann's even like, well, I felt, and she's like, see, you're even doing it now. Like everything is about Luann. And I feel like that's, what's bugging me. And a lot of the rest of the ladies this season is like Luann went through all of her drama. Like last season was like, look at me, look at me, the wedding. And then it was like, Oh, look at me, look at me, the divorce. And now it's look at me, look at me. I'm a survivor. I'm, I'm making it through this hard time, even though I think they all realize that she's clearly not adhering to her sobriety as much as she's claiming. And I think that's another reason that the ladies and especially Bethany are pissed off because Bethany invested not only her time, but also her money into helping Luann get sober and restart her life. And guess what? Luann's doing it. She's throwing it in her face by doing this cabaret, drinking on the side, acting like I'm untouchable. And that Bethany's the problem. When Bethany and I don't even think solution. it's about the money. I don't think it's about the money at all. Even Bethany said, I don't need any repayment of that. I think it's more of the emotional investment. Yeah. I think she's just offended that like she's given so respect. much. Yeah. And that's what she says too. She's like, bottom line, I'm not asking for anything from the Luann. I'm not asking you to sit at my feet and blow me kisses and, you know, feed me like mouth to mouth off palm leaves. Like just literally give me the baseline respect of being my friend, understanding that I have my own life and that it does not revolve around you. And they finally come to that conclusion. I mean, then, then, you know, Luann's trying to be like, fast oh, well, food of apologies. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> Oh, like, you know, I'm sorry. Like you're feeling this way. Like all this stuff. I was hurt though. I was hurt. You got to understand. I was hurt too. It's yeah. I think Luann's problem is this like inequity, this imbalance of empathy because she expects the girls to really empathize with all of her circumstances, which mm-hmm. they should do. Yeah. But she doesn't, view their circumstances in the same way as uh, Bethany said nobody gives a fuck we all got our own lives not everything is about you exactly because I forgot exactly what the situation was that that was in reference in but it, they were talking about like why Luann would say Madame Bethany and what was going on in her life at the moment and Luann's like, well, you got to understand, I hadn't even been to the house yet. This whole thing about the house. Yeah. They didn't even, they didn't even really let her finish. Um, not that that matters. But 
she's going into this whole thing about like I didn't even get to see the house, and it's like hold up, Luann, that could be true, but why aren't you giving the same allowance to Bethany, who is just trying to tell you that hey. I wanted to be there to support you. I was there for three and a half hours, but in my personal situation, my context, my life, I had my kid to go home to because I wanted to go home, get some sleep so I could wake up, make breakfast for her, and send her off to school. Yeah. So Luann is looking at things very one-sided. Like, everything really has to revolve around her, and she's the center of the universe. And that's what Bethany says. Is she's like, it's a two-way street. Like, if I, I'm I'm going. And I'm Luann's going. Like, I'm, I'm going. Luann's like, I'm going to. And Bethany's like, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm really, really going. going. Like, I'm, I'm, really I'm, going. I'm actually doing it. I'm not just giving you the lip service. Um... But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, Luann is leaving such a bad taste in my mouth this season. Like, this is why I love Luann. Yeah, I, I don't get it. <laughs> She's such a mess. You, you were even saying like something about Luann, and I was like, no, Armin, that's just like, you're, oh, it was about Kingston. You're like, no, it looks like a cool place. It looks like a cool town. And I'm like, yeah. I like the crown. I want to go. I'm, I'm with Tinsley. I'm, I'm like, crown. you know, I'm a nice, I'm a nice person. I'm not going to say it sucks, but it sucks. I didn't say the, I didn't say Kingston looks cool. I don't think we saw enough of it. I said the crown looks like a, decent spot i'm into it i'll go give me the hookup lou yeah i'm i'm moving i'm moving forward it's no sag harbor <laughs> it's no, no sag harbor. i agree with that it's no it's no sag harbor okay it's no sag harbor what? i honestly have no idea what sag harbor even is yeah, i'm like either. from the west coast but it's no sag harbor if, it's, if, not, it's, not, it's just no sag harbor if tinsley's willing to give her two cents to go against luann and be like real then i mean i'm gonna go with tinsley like she was a socialite i looked up to as a child and also, we all know that Ramona is a real estate expert, right? You know, you I don't, mean, you don't buy south of the highway. I mean, it's true. It's no Sag Harbor. You know, Bethany kept her tongue, like, what is it called? Like, held t- her tongue. Held her tongue. Yeah, her tongue held. She kept her tongue held. <laughs> um, but I mean, I would like her to weigh in on this. Hopefully, she will at the reunion. I mean, she was already like weirded out by the house in general. She was like, "This is <laughs> a mess," uh, which it is with her. You know shitting stove maybe bethany will have her own unique perspective we know her and rona don't always agree on real estate issues it's true but i think i think (laughs) they they found common ground in this episode and yes they did and i think they'll find common ground about kingston but speaking about ramona she arrives late because of course she had to have her birthday party without the ladies (laughs) and she brings gifts um which are leftover flowers from scarpetta where she had her dinner um and a cake from scarpetta yeah which is like so thanks for bringing us the leftovers. I loved Dorinda's comment when she said, say what it really is. You're trying to rub it in our face that we weren't invited to the party. I mean, it's true. She's just trying to be like, oh, I had this wonderful party. My friends all set it up for me. I'm Ramona, blah, 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 blah. And then Dorinda's like, this is from Scarpetta. This cake yeah. is from Scarpetta. You got to understand. It's from Scarpetta. It's insane. I'm just like, Ramona's bugging me this season because she's just doubling down on her lies. And it's really funny because... Right now we're doing on our Patreon a throwback to Vanderpump Rules Season 2 and we're doing it episode by episode. We also have Housewives Herstory coming out later. Um, actually very soon yes. on Vanderpump Rules Season 2. And on this season uh, is the season that Kristen and Jack sleep together. And Kristen gets confronted about it very early in the season and she lies about it. Jack lies about it. But Kristen, it's weird because she's like doubling down. She's like Constantly. in her confessionals like, oh no, this never happened. But we didn't get the payoff of, oh, she's lying until the very end. And watching it back, it makes her behavior disgusting and really unforgivable. Ramona's doing the same thing now, but instead of having to wait till the end of the season, we're getting immediate gratification, instant gratification. Exactly. Of this footage of the angel, 
that angel ball really has become the fuel for the whole anti-Ramona campaign because it was where she ditched Dorinda, where we see very clearly that she switched tables to be from her friend Mykonos. And then we see her again talking to her friend Lucia saying she does not want Sonia invited, even though Sonia was like, I should have been invited. And she even brings it up later in the car. She's like, I just don't understand why she, I wasn't invited, like why she didn't do it. Um, but we'll get more into that later because, um, we're going to talk about the restaurant that they had dinner at. And we find out the Ramona has a very strong emotional connection to this because her family actually used to go to the same restaurant and sit at the same table. We get a little bit more of uh, Ramona's history, which I don't think we've had this much knowledge before. She's very... It, it has been referenced quite a bit throughout the but, years. But I don't think as deep as we got this episode. And, and not in the same context. I think Bethany and Dorinda were right. It's often said as a justification for her actions. Yes. Like, I, yes, I made this mistake, but you have to understand that I grew up in this extremely abusive environment. But to just hear it without that context and just hear it like purely and organically and from the heart... Even for Dorinda, she said it hit home harder than ever before. And Dorinda's a friend of Ramona's for two decades plus. Yeah. And I mean, we find out that nothing was left in the will for her. Her brother yeah. cremated the body, which was against the family wishes because he was the one getting all of the, you know, inheritance. You know, it's it's sad to see that Ramona had to go through this, but I think she's very come a very long way. And I think it's a testament to, you know, her willpower, her stamina. Yes, she can be stubborn and she can be annoying and she can be ill-mannered. But, I mean, she's been through a lot. She's a 60. Like, she's lived a life. And Dorinda was right in saying that Ramona has been through a lot but also hasn't really shown it. Yeah. She's really bottled up a lot. And I can imagine this trip being quite cathartic for her. I think it was. Um, and we get more of it later. But before we get into Bethany and Ramona and Dorinda having their little powwow, um, Luann, Sonia, and Barbara show up for dinner with Tinsley, Dorinda, Ramona, and Bethany at the restaurant that we were they were just having this conversation at. And Sonia is ready to just kind of like lay it out all on the table. She's like, so this birthday situation, like she goes in on Ramona and Ramona again doubles down on the line is like, I did not do the list. I had no say in who was being invited. I have another birthday party of my other 30 friends is going to be way more fun in Seville. Do you want to come to that? Like she was planning this party to Spain and last one it was like, oh, Sonia, by the way, do you want to go to this? Like it. That's such a cheap invite. I I am very upset because it's really showing how much of a bottom feeding social climber Ramona really is. I feel like she's very desperate without, I mean, her husband, I don't know if Mario was way more connected than she ever will be or she was. And she feels like maybe she doesn't have that same circle or that same network that she had once before. And she feels like she has to keep up these relationships or make these relationships more known than her real friends because she doesn't want to lose the power or the, I guess, you know, status that she has currently. I don't know what it is. Why can't you just invite Sonia and Dorinda? How does that affect your relationship with Lucia? For example, I mean, maybe there's like, 
this stigma that comes with being a housewife. I mean, there's always a stigma that comes with being on reality television. I feel like it's like, right. You know, it's like, Oh, you do reality TV. But at the same time, it's like, they're your friends. And I think your, your friends, if they've known you for a long enough time and they're willing to celebrate you, they're going to accept everyone else. Because I mean, let's be real. My birthday, I have people who hate each other at the, at the same table celebrating me because I want to make sure that all the people I care about are there. It really just shows that Ramona maybe really doesn't care as much about these people as she says. Well, they kind of bury the hatchet and Sonia is kind of just like over it and she doesn't want to hear it anymore. They're moving forward. But the ladies being Ramona, Bethany and Sonia, or sorry, Dorinda, let Luann know that they really don't want to go another 20 minutes back up north toward Luann's house for a night out after dinner because they're all staying in the area that they're having dinner at the restaurant. They are literally in walking distance from their hotel. Yeah. Like and a two minute walk or something. And I get why Luann would plan something 20 minutes towards her house. Cause she's going to already be on her way up there. It's just an easy stop off. She knows the people who own, you know, the bar, but I'm totally Bethany in the situation where it's like, I really don't want to go. It's I want to really, walk home. Like I want to, I'm here. I've been traveling. I had the longest day. I do not want to go see some crappy, as Bethany says, carabaret, because she's wasted. Everyone's drunk. I feel like I would have hated this cabaret singer as well. Like, we'll get into it, but. Oh, I loved it. <sighs> okay, so. It's just so perfectly weird to me. So Luann's basically like, okay, let's, you know. I organized this. I would really mean a lot if you went, but the leaders are like, you know what? We're just going to stay. We're going to do our thing. You do your thing. Tinsley ditches Bethany and them and goes with Luann, you know, safe face. It's Tinsley. She's always going to do the polite Southern hospitality thing. Right. Um, so the ladies leave to go up to the crown while Dorinda, Bethany and Ramona go to a restaurant. So they decide to do kind of like a celebration of life and a moving forward for Ramona's mother. Um, and, and this bar, this bar and restaurant is mm-hmm. called Terrapin, Terrapin, which means turtle. So it's kind of like a serendipitous moment where Ramona is like, you know, really feeling emotional, connected with these ladies around her and with the space she's in. I mean, she's turtle almost in tears. Time. Turtle time. It's, the, you know, she's going to have a glass of Pinot <laughs> in the tur- place of the turtles to give an ode to her mother, which I think is beautiful. But what's nice about this little bar moment between the three of them is Bethany kind of explains a little bit more of her story and the stuff that she went through with her mother and Ramona and Bethany really connect on their stories. You know, not only are they both Scorpios who are trying to be strong businesswomen and single mothers, but they're also two women who have been through a very traumatic, abusive childhood. Bethany from her mother and Ramona from her father. Um, and I think it was nice to see them kind of come together and Dorinda even be like, you know what? I am here for you both ladies. If you ever need me, they're all three single mothers raising an only daughter. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it was a really sweet, wonderful moment that the three of them shared. Yeah. A lot of similar experiences, right? Especially with Bethany and Ramona in regards to their uh, childhood experience. And you could really see them strengthen their bond um, because, of course, they already have a lot of shared experiences. Yeah. But it was an interesting uh, note that, yeah, the three of them are three single mothers of only daughters. Yeah. 
That was fascinating. And, and they they talk about how they're all breaking the chain of not being good mothers because, I mean, we've been hearing from Bethany, her mother tried to commit suicide in front of her at yeah. seven, was basically like, everything is your fault. And then at 14 being like, she hey, to come give to up the her clubs. entire life yeah, for her. For Bethany. And then Bethany's mom, when she got old enough, just wanted a buddy. And she's like, you're boring. Like, come out with me. Yeah. Like, going to nightclubs. It's... It's a true, it shows why Bethany wants to go home at 11 to be with Brennan, be there in the morning when she wakes up to make her breakfast and make sure she gets to school because she really wants to be a good mother. Um, and it's, you know, it's definitely a different way of bringing up your kids. I think, I think the way that Ramona, Bethany and Dorinda have raised their kids is definitely different from Luann's. We saw the way Luann <laughs> raised her kids, you know. Was she not present? Do you not remember Rosa, the nanny? I remember like from, Rosa. Yeah, Luann was like never there. The kids like thought the their housemaker was their mom. You hate Luann so much. I don't hate Luann. I'm just saying there's two. I don't think Luann was not a very attentive mother. I think she was fine, but yeah, I think she, she was, was there. I think she, she was, was reasonably there. there. Yes, I don't think she was an absent mother at all. But I do think she wasn't as much of an like a hands-on mother. As right. the, those three are. Ramona, Dorinda, and Bethany seem to be extremely involved. Helicopter parents almost, like yeah. always up in their kids' business. I mean, mm-hmm. all of them for different reasons, obviously. Um, oh, but that was so heartbreaking, Eddie. What Bethany had to go through. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine how traumatizing that must have been for her. Well, like oh. she said, it's not the skinny girl ball, it's the turtle bar. It's not her time to cry. Yeah, She was a really good support system, and I really was happy that she told that story and you know was super super real with the rest of the ladies on camera and just solidified the bond that they have with each other these are the scenes that to me make roni the best franchise uh because you really see the guards down and there's no front there's no facade I don't know if it's just the personalities or if it's the environment but somehow they're able to get to the space where they forget about the cameras, they forget that they're mic'd, and they're just going to be raw and vulnerable and emotional. Bethany is a strong woman, and we've known that for a long time. So, I mean, I really do admire her for all that she's done and all she continues to do despite her past. Yeah. Um, then we move to the other four <laughs> ladies in upstate New York, and they are at The Crown, which is this, like, dingy hole-in-the-wall gay bar <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Like, Tinsley's like, how did she find queens out here? Did she fly them in? And honestly... I'm here for crown. Armin, enjoy it. <laughs> um, I am... The margarita performance in itself is not my cup of tea. Not my type of humor. I found it extremely bizarre. But Luann, whose taste we saw at Countess and Friends with her comedian there, seems to, you know, this isn't a one-time thing. She has bad taste in humor. Money can't buy you taste because clearly Luann has none. I don't think it was humorous on like an intellectual level. So they were just making fun of a lady? I think it was weird and fascinating and just something totally different and not to be taken seriously. And I don't think Margarita takes herself seriously either. I don't think so either, but like... It's not not highbrow. It's not... You know, like like you said, it's not like we're not talking about peak taste in comedy. 
I mean, I don't even find it funny in general. Like, I don't want to go listen to someone. It doesn't have to be funny. I kind of just like the weirdness and strangeness of the experience. This is the moment when Armin was like, oh, I find this so good. Like, the crown on, like, this Margaret. This is, like, when I was like, okay, don't, don't make sure to wipe the brown off when you get out of Luann. Because he's so far up her ass at this point. I think I've been totally fair in my assessments of Luann. Think, I've criticized her fairly see, heavily. I don't think I would get along with Luann. I feel like you might get along with Luann. You know, Do you think? I, I feel th- like I'm more of, like, a Tinsley or a Bethany. See, Beth, I think... I would get along best with Bethany. I think so too. Certain cast members, I would have to drink with them. And I think Luann is one of those. But that's, of course, a no-go now. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) How many times has she broken probation? It's been twice, I think. She doesn't want... They want to give her the ankle monitoring thing that Lindsay Lohan... But she she won't won't do do it. it. Honestly, she's going to get it soon. She better... She's willing to talk about everything else on her. Oh, I think her court date is tomorrow. May 23rd, right? Can't wait to see the new accessory, Lou. Um, (laughs) Well, Sonia. Honestly, had the best lines of all time this season. Amazing lines this episode. Uh, This episode, she literally said, if I'm a pot server, give me a spoon. Which... (laughs) Why wasn't that her tagline? And right. then um, the other one is a threesome is never a no sum, which is put that on my gravestone. What does t-shirts. that mean? Can you explain that to me? It means a threesome means you're never alone. I think that's what it means. It's like a threesome is never a no sum. But a twosome is sometimes a no sum. Well, yeah. Sometimes if you, I mean, at least with a threesome, you've got a one or two you've and doubled three, your shot. You've got of, a du- two and three chance of actually getting it through. <laughs> and it's one on one. You never know what can happen. You so, never know. I mean, personally, I've never had an experience <laughs> like that. But you can relate. But I can understand the 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 brain behind this statement. Yeah, the concept makes a lot. I mean, of sense Britney Spears had a song called Three. I understand one, two, three. A threesome is never a no sum. Well, let's. Huh. Well, they do the margarita thing. <laughs> Sonia basically is like Luann just wanted to see this to get prepared for her own retirement. <laughs> in the next 10 years, she's going to be doing the same thing, not being able to sing in front of people and people being like, this is weird. I don't know if this is funny. Um, Money can't buy you, class. Yeah, it was <laughs> not my cup of tea. I would have been with Bethany, Dorinda. And Ramona, I think. I wouldn't have gone. I sometimes like bad things because they are bad. I mean... That's my stance. I mean... Bad for the sake of bad. Okay. Bad for the sake of bad was literally Countess and Friends cabaret show. Yes. Where it was so bad that I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it because it was bad in a special way. Margarita is like... the Like, there's a line, and Luann is... On that line, almost on the other side, Margarita is so far past the line, I don't even know if she can see it. (laughs) To me, intentionality is important. If something is bad, but someone took it super seriously, like, you know, let's say a movie that was like intended to win an Oscar and then it's getting 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Gotti. I'm looking looking at Gotti. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thank you, Eddie. (laughs) Um, That's just bad. That's cringeworthy. You cannot enjoy that. But someone like Margarita, she knows what she's doing. She mm. she is trying to be bad, and there is something endearing about the whole thing. This is our new Bethany Carroll, the yeah, yeah. pro margarita, margarita or no margarita. Con, no margarita. I'll take a margarita uh, any day. I'll take a margarita, but I will not take Margar- Marguerite as Sonia <laughs> called her. 
well, the next morning, um, Barbara leaves almost immediately. She's got to get back. You find out she made out with one of the guys from the show the night before. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that. He has a house in Woodstock, you know, that's totally her thing. And the next one that wants to leave is Dorinda and Bethany. Cause you know, Bethany needs to get home. She's got pickup later that day with, you know, her daughter and Dorinda has to get back. She's got black tie and Ramona's kind of against this idea and she gives a face <laughs> And Dorinda gets very defensive and is like, no, I was here at 11 yesterday. You got here at five. Don't give that to me. And Ramona's like, what? What? I didn't do it. And everyone turns on Ramona is like, no, you did make a face. She's like, what? What does that mean? You gave her some attitude. Yeah. But this whole thing. (laughs) Just becomes a shit show. Blows up. Yeah. Because (laughs) Sonia brings up the charity event. Yeah. It goes like in a thousand different directions. Which, which brings up Dorinda's old like anger about the angel ball. And then you told me not to invite John. Yeah. Then you find out more about that story and then they're mad about the birthday. And then, then Dorinda just goes full like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. waiter. That's what people know about you, Ramona, which honestly is true. You know that Ramona does not have the best manners. But oh, she treats people in the service industry as if they are subhuman. I mean, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Um, it's really bad. But I mean, I just I thought it was hilarious. But they end up leaving, and <laughs> it's they're just like Sonia, you're, like you're the one who did all. Yeah, this. they turn on Sonia, they're which like, is the Sonya, best part about it. Like you're the you're the reason that we are always into this drama right now. And she's like, well. Throw me in the Hudson with the yeah. brick on my leg then. Because Ramona's like, oh, yeah, I want to take a swim in the Hudson. And and Sonia's like, yeah, do it Italian style. Throw a brick around her leg. Like <laughs> like tie a brick around her yeah. leg or something like that. Yeah. But I thought it was, I thought the end was funny. It, it looked, was vintage Roni where they can argue and bicker, but it's super comedic and light. And by the end of it, yeah, they all turn on Sonia and say, hey, you're just trying to start trouble. But Sonia laughs it off and they all laugh it off. And then end of episode. Well, it looks like there's going to be some drama between Dorinda and Luann again in regards to the cabaret. It looks like also Sonia's drinking gets out of hand again in Miami. Uh, so... We're going to see what happens. And if you guys want to make sure you guys don't miss a single Roni recap, make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening. That's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If there is a new place you want to listen, check it out. Try it out. And make sure you guys stay up to date on everything Hot and Bravoed by following us on Twitter and Instagram by searching Hot and Bravoed. That's H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. Armin, how can people find you? At Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada. We will see you guys very soon.